Hello and welcome to a terrifying new episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, a theatrical cut. I'm Sonia and not sat opposite me with a face for radio because he's been spirited away somewhere, like what I did there. I've got no Terry with me this week because he apparently has a very full social calendar. Um, But Rich from the Theatrical Cut Fan Club has very kindly agreed to step in and be a second voice for me. Hello, Rich. Hiya. How you doing? Right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for being Terry for me. That's all right. For today. Sorry for springing this on you. So we won't be following the regular buy, watch, bin format. Well, I will be, but this has been sprung on Rich a little bit. So um, he's just going to go along with me, really. Um, So first things first, we'd put a poll on the Facebook and on the Instagram for you guys to choose what we would talk about for Halloween. We gave you the option of ghost films or zombie films, and you voted literally in your tens. Um, <laughs> and and ghosts came out top. It was actually quite close. It was actually about 53% of people mm, um, went for ghosts. So it was actually very, very close. Um, so ghost stories is the topic, or ghost films is the topic... Um, and I'm happy with that. Rich, do you believe in ghosts? Um, so I was thinking about this earlier today because I thought you might ask that question and I was going to ask you the same question. I'm so predictable. Um, and I thought about that. And f- I think for me, it's not, it's not whether it's a straight yes or no. I think there can be kind of like a percentage level on it. So for me, I'm... I, don't really believe in ghosts but there is a little percentage of me where i do believe in them if that makes sense um not really because i have had in the past i have had like so i have had like an experience but it may have been alcohol and (laughs) sleep induced so this is kind of like my point is this like the so i think i saw something but I also remember kind of coming to it at the same time that I saw it. So for me, it's kind of, it's quite sketchy. Um, I think as I've got older, I think I tend to less believe in it. Um, what about you? No. Straight no. Straight oh, okay. no for me. No, um, no, no. no. Okay, <laughs> I don't right. believe in ghosts. Um, seeing is believing. Yep. I've not seen. I don't believe. Yep. Um, I... I believe that when you die, you die, and that's it. That's fair enough. That's uh, fair enough. So that's that. That's very quickly out of the way. So I know <laughs> Terry has had some experiences, um, ghostly okay, and otherwise. So if yeah. Terry was here, this would be probably a lot longer conversation and probably a far more tedious one. But he's not here, so we can just go, no, we don't believe in ghosts, moving on. Having said that, ghost films terrify me. Yes. Yeah, um, as I've seem to have found out. Yeah. <laughs> Which has had first-hand experience of that. Um, so we're just going to jump straight in to the buy watch bin. Now, Rich doesn't have a buy. No, I he don't. Hasn't, he doesn't have a ghost film that he would buy. Yeah. Um, he's told me that from the get-go. But I'm going to go straight in with my buy. And as soon as Ghosts was chosen, I did dib this film from Terry. Um, some people may poo-poo it. It might not be highbrow enough for... All people, but my buy choice is Paranormal Activity. So, Paranormal Activity came out in 2007. Um, and it was written and directed by a guy called Oren Pelly, okay. who I know very little about. Never He's also, heard of him before, I'm going to be honest. 
I think his director credits are just Paranormal Activity and one other film. And he also wrote a film called uh, The Chernobyl Diaries, which is another horror film. And I've seen lots of trailers for it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, now, Paranormal Activity is one of those... It came out, like I said, it came out in 2007, came out a little while after The Blair Witch Project. It was one of those early sort of like found footage films. Yeah. Um, Blair Witch was the first film to do it. Uh, Real Justice, I think, yeah, and I then think so, Paranormal right. Activity came along and did um, a ruddy good job of it as well. Um, the film centres around a couple, Katie and Mika. Mm-hmm. They've just moved into a new um, home in the suburbs, lovely house. Um, the house actually belonged to the... It was actually the director's house. Okay. Um, a little, little bit of film trivia for you there. Nice. Um and he decorated it before they filmed it. <laughs> um, I should hope he did. Put a handrail up the stairs for safety. Um, <laughs> so no ghosts would fall down the stairs. Yeah, we um, want that. So the film centres on this couple. And after some strange things start happening in the house, Mika buys a video camera and sets it up to try and catch some of the action on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the disturbances take place at night. So you have a camera on a stand... And it's for the most part, it seems to be filming this couple asleep, which doesn't probably doesn't sound very interesting. And and you see the things that it picks up. You also see this couple trying to live with these disturbances, and Casey gets the worst of it. Um, and essentially, it it, tur- it turns out that it's Casey that's haunted rather than the house, because yeah. an an expert comes to a an expert on. Uh, Paranormal, Paranormal yeah. Um, yeah. kind of like a medium. Kind of. Paranormal activities yeah. comes to the comes to the house to speak to her, and it turns out that that she's had these experiences before. Um, so the whole thing is like a found footage uh, sort of scenario. There's no uh, musical score or soundtrack. It's it's literally just what they're filming is what we see, um, and the film relies very heavily on. Uh, sort of sounds that you hear some of them are very subtle um slight movements shadows um it it can be very very sort of like slight things some things are obvious you've got things like slamming doors loud noises um you don't see any ghosts so i should probably say at this point now the kind of ghost films that i like are Ghost films where you don't you don't see the ghost. Yeah, yeah. Or or you might see a slight apparition. Yeah. Um, yeah but I don't yeah. like a real <clears throat> obvious in your face ghost, and I haven't gone for um, real sort of like full on possession type choices with yeah, my sure. films. Um, so yeah, I like a ghost that you can't see more that you can sense, and you very much get that with this film now. I remember going to see it at the cinema and I've watched it a handful of times since. So it has been out for 12 years. And hand on heart, this film terrifies me. Seriously terrifies me. I can only watch it when it's light. So in the day <laughs> or with the lights on. Um, when I was watching, re-watching it the other day and I had to do it in two sittings, sometimes I get so like het up watching it that I have to sort of like have a break and go back to it 
and I was watching it the other day and the postman put something through the letterbox and I nearly shit myself. Um, it, it was awful. Um, but as soon as it's finished, I'm fine. It doesn't like give me nightmares or anything like that. Yeah. But I think that it creates an atmosphere and uses the visuals so well. I, I find it genuinely scary. You asked me the other day what films genuinely scared me and I could only come up with three. Yeah. Um, that still now I have trouble watching mm-hmm. because I find them so terrifying and Paranormal Activity is, is one of is them. One of them yeah. I know some people will watch it and just be like, nah, it's boring, it's like nothing's happening. But for me, the little things that do happen, the subtle things that do happen, they really, it's like really a, give me the shit. It's like a tension builder. That's, that's the kind yeah. of film that I kind of like, a tension builder, rather than something that's full on in your face and... You know, leave that for the horror films. Um, I mean, there are some jump scares and stuff in it, <clears throat> yeah. but they're not like, not what class as cheap jump scares. Yeah, of course. As the series goes on, it it does rely more on jump scares, but this one doesn't um, at all. Um, I've got some some facts about the film. Yeah, go for um, it. Because I, I think this is really cool about such a um, a low budget film. Um. It made $193 million worldwide mm-hmm. after decent. it came out. And it's the second most profitable film based on how much was invested yeah. after Blair Witch Project. Yeah, so Blair Witch, I think, made $240 million. Not say I think, I've got it written down in front of me. I'm just trying <laughs> to say as if I'm pulling these figures from the air. <laughs> yeah. Blair Witch made $240 million, um, and it cost twenty two grand to make. Paranormal Activity made 193 million and I think it cost something like 30, 30 odd grand to make. Oh, really? No, yeah. I think it cost about 15 grand to make, but then Paramount had to buy the rights for it. So that yeah, that so is included in that. It, but yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And the two lead actors in it, Katie and Mika, and that's mm-hmm. their real names as well, they were only paid five hundred dollars each. Wow. Yeah. I think they were probably pay, paid a little bit more when oh, it became so, so successful. Yeah. Um, if you get the DVD or the Blu-ray, it does offer an alternate ending. I personally prefer the theatrical ending. I'm not going to say what the endings are because you should watch them yourself. Yeah. And I also read a really, which I thought was a fun fact, it made me feel a lot better, was that when Steven Spielberg watched it for the first time, he had to stop it and have a break and we like finish watching it the next day. Did his postman come? In the Partly. daylight. No. <laughs> um, and so I didn't feel so bad that I get so like freaked out by it because yeah, so yeah, does yeah. Steven Spielberg. Um, but also um, a little interesting fact, Jason Bloom was working for the distributors or... Um, the production company, sorry, at the time, and he passed up buying Blair Witch. Okay. And when he saw how obviously popular that was, yeah, he, yeah. he took a punt <clears throat> on paranormal activity. And from using the profits that he made from that, he was able to set up um, Blumhouse Productions, which of course now churns out quality horror and yeah, non horror at yeah, quite yeah. the rate. So. Win-win for everyone all around. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen Paranormal Activity, have no, you? No, so I, I've done it the um, the wrong way around. So I've seen <clears> two and three, but I haven't seen one yet. Um, I 
don't think it's majorly impacted on spoiling the first film for me. It's given something away, which I'm not going to say because obviously you can... Hashtag spoiler. You can all watch that for yourself. Um, but I think in the, the, the two and three, it kind of it sounds like it carries on pretty much in the same vein. Um, I quite like what you said about a similar kind of vein where everything's on handheld cameras or security system um, footage. Um, nothing is kind of like you're looking at everyone in the whole perspective. It's all based on what someone is seeing or from the security footage. And I quite mm. like the way that's done. Um, I thought it was pretty decent. I, thought it was I haven't, good. yeah, I haven't I thought seen. Two, I, I liked two. Two is two is quite good. Three wasn't as good for me. Um, two is pretty decent though, but I do need to get on to number one though. So, for those of you who don't know, Paranormal Activity two and three are actually prequels to the first film. The chrono- chronological order for them is yeah. three, two, one. Yeah. So it's and you, then, you start off now and then you go back in time yeah and then paranormal activity four is actually a sequel to number one okay but i've not seen number four and then after number four i believe there's another two after that i've seen them about probably on i think one of them's called the marked ones or something like that yeah i've seen that seen them about but again i'm a bit of a latecomer to 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 those films so something i need to maybe catch up on um but yeah paranormal activity is in my collection um and as someone who loves horror and especially ghost films um and i would say my top three my top three scary ones are all ghost films yeah so paranormal the ring and the exorcist so the exorcist is slightly different yeah it's more of a possession but, but... um yeah gives me a shit something chronic now Moving on then, yep. you've got a watch, haven't you? I have got a watch. Let's talk about your watch, so it's not right. just me talking. I've okay. got the title up there. I have, because you keep needing to correct me on it every time I <laughs> not say Not correct it. you, just remind you of yeah. the film title. So, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Um, is so the name of the film, he's the not making film. a statement. Yeah, no, well, I don't know, I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, I only came across this the other day, just like browsing across you know, uh, Netflix, um, and thought, okay, give that a watch, it looks okay, um, so I am, I haven't really had much time to do notes, so I am going to borrow, um, some text off of a website, just so you get a bit of an idea as to what it's about, so, um, it's an American-Canadian gothic supernatural horror film, uh, written by Osgood, Osgood Perkins, uh, stars... Who has a famous relation, I believe. Uh, you know more than me on that. Do you want to divulge that? Anthony Perkins, uh, perhaps. I can, I can, yes, <laughs> I can click and have a look. It's amazing. <laughs> Yet you, uh, Anthony Perkins is his parent. His parent. His parent. No, his his dad. Father. Yes, his father. <laughs> his parent. It's his father. Okay. Go um, back to right. The so we can go back to where I was. Okay. Uh, so it stars Ruth Wilson. Um, so basically, I am going to wing on this because there's not really a synopsis um, uh, right in front of me for this. So uh, basically, it's uh, she's uh, kind of like a home care nurse. Um, she goes to stay at a house of. Uh, former author who's suffering with dementia. Um, did you know who was originally going to play that? I read, I did read it, but I can't recall Debbie her. Harry. Oh, was it really? Mm. Oh, that would have been interesting, actually. Mm. I'd have liked that even more. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, so she goes to care for, for this, this 
former writer that's suffering with dementia. It's just basically her living in this, this house with uh, basically them two alone. Um, I think it's set in, as most American horrors tend to be, is in Boston, Massachusetts, or they're always in Massachusetts. I don't know why there's obviously something key about Massachusetts. Um, I know there's a lot of witch stories from there, actually, as well. Um, and basically, um, she keeps picking up on little things happening in the, in the house. So um, I don't really want to spoil the story because I think it's something you need to watch because, again, it's one of those kind of tension builders. It's just underlying all the way through. There's nothing really shocking. A um, couple of little snaps where she thinks she's seen something. Um, and basically, the, the house was built maybe a couple of hundred years before by a guy for his wife as a wedding present but the couple never moved in because they mysteriously disappeared and no one ever saw them again um, and it centres around a character I think her name was Polly in one of the writer's books and Polly was the name of the wife who went missing Yeah. Um, and it seems at some point in time, whilst the writer was living there, that she has been communicating with Polly in some way, and that's where the story came from. Okay. So it's actually the book that she wrote is Polly's story, um, but it never actually had an ending, so she never actually wrote a final ending. So no one actually knows what happened to Polly. And obviously, skip to the end, you do find out at the end of the film what actually happened. Um, and I, I really liked it actually. I thought it was, it's, it's, I, I prefer kind of ghost stories where you don't see the big boom kind of like horror. I don't know why I'm gesturing my hands because you can't see that. Um, but you don't have that big kind of shock horror thing. It's just yeah. deep underlying tension all the way through the film and just little things keep happening. Um, I think you said you have you seen it? I've or? seen it a long, uh, yeah, a while ago. Um, I liked it because it was very quiet yeah i thought it it looked really nice yeah. um i mean the title is almost played out in like every scene because yeah. it looks really pretty yeah um and it's like quite dreamlike almost because yeah, it's yeah. so like quiet and calm yeah and it's just it is just really beautiful to look at yeah. Like you say, it doesn't need like loads of like jump scares or anything no, no, like no, that. It's just no. quietly creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on Netflix. It if is. you want to uh give it a listen. Yeah, check it out. Um and you likened it to another film. <clears throat> um I kind of just not in the sense of what actually happens in the film, but almost in the way the kind of tension, slow tension drama comes. So the old kind of like an old school ghost story. Um I kind of like picked up on the others. Um, with Nicole Kidman um, oh, it's a long time since I've seen that film though um, I can't really remember the synopsis for that film uh, well Richard you don't need to worry because I, guess yeah. what I've got for my watch option Yay. <laughs> that so quiet. I did give it I, did, I thought I gave it away with my face earlier no, no. Um, probably just thought I had gas yeah um, probably game face my watch option is The Others awesome. from 2001, starring Nicole Kidman. Um, now, as Richard said, this, the, the Others is like an old-school ghost story. Um, I should probably come out and say straight away, I don't find The Others scary no, no, at not all. The server. It's what I just call like a classic ghost story. 
Nicole Kidman plays a lady called Grace who lives in this big old house with her two kids. Um, I believe it's in Jersey. Yeah, um, yeah that sounds right. And it's, it's just the three of them rattling around in this big old house. The two kids suffer from this disease, which means they can't be exposed to sunlight. Um, so the house is always in darkness. These big, thick, heavy curtains are always drawn. And Nicole Kidman's character's got this big bunch of keys. And she always, she'll unlock a door, go through it, lock it behind her, go to the next door so that no light can leak through yeah. to harm her children. Um, and then one day these three servants turn up at the house. She puts an advert out for some servants, um, or for some help. And these three servants turn up at her door and that's when things start to go a bit strange. Um, one of the first things she realizes is that the advert that she posted to the newspaper never got collected by the postman so she doesn't understand how these people turned up at her house yeah i remember yeah um and the the lady says to her well actually we've worked here before and we just came by on the off chance which is why we were so surprised when you took us straight in yeah um the three servants start working there strange things start happening Nicole Kidman suffers from these terrible migraines, so she's insistent on silence most of the time, but she keeps blaming... They've got a mute servant, Lydia. She keeps blaming her for sort of, like, crashing and banging about upstairs. But it soon becomes quite apparent that Lydia's not responsible for this. The daughter keeps saying that she's seeing this boy, Victor. There's definitely something going on. Um, and the family sort of slowly become convinced that the house is haunted. It's haunted by who they're referring to as the intruders. Yeah. Um, and then there's sort of like this back and forth between the family, or certainly Nicole Kidman's character, um, Grace. There's a back and forth between sort of her and the servants, where it seems that the servants are up to something. Yeah. Grace ends up asking them to leave. Um, And then towards the end of the film, um, the intruders are revealed to us and to the family. And it becomes apparent, you know, sort of what's been going on. Yeah. Um, I see what you mean about having a similar vibe to a similar vibe to your uh watch i'm the pretty thing that lived in a house but it's it's a bit more what i'd call like classic ghosty but it's still very quiet it's very dark it's very it's quite brooding yeah um there's something about nicole kidman as well i think that she's got a very there's something quite calming about her yeah you know she's not like a loud actress no she's not no no um yeah, there's just something. It's just something about her. Apparently, she was she wasn't sure about taking the role at first because she found some of it quite disturbing. I think she'd just done Moulin Rouge, so mm-hmm. she'd gone from being this like, you know, all singing, all dancing character, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, and then and then they approached her about doing this film, and I think she started it, and then she almost quit because she found it a bit heavy going. Okay, 
she found the material a bit dark. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think it's really well done. I think it's a really cool story, and it's, um, it's written and directed by a Spanish uh, director. And I really apologise if I say his name wrong. It's Alejandro Amanabar. Amanabar, yeah. Yeah, would you yeah. say that? Yep. Um, and although it's set in Jersey, it was actually filmed in Spain. Although it doesn't look like it's in Spain at all, because it's foggy for the whole time. But I suppose they could have used a fog machine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but this was interesting. It won um, Best Film at the Goyers. I think the Goyers is like the Spanish Oscars. Yeah. Um, it won Best Film, and it was the first time um, sort of like a non Spanish language film had won it, nice. or at least a film with absolutely no Spanish spoken in it at all. Yeah. It's, it's a very British <coughs> film. Yeah, obviously um, being set in Jersey, yeah. Hmm? Obviously being set in Jersey, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's all the characters are, are British as well. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah. yeah, can't think of any that there aren't. So yeah, it won. It won an, basically at Spain's sort of like national film awards. It won best film, even though it wasn't a Spanish speaking film. Going. And that's the first time that had happened. Yeah, there you go. Just um, I think awards, yeah. I think Nicole Kidman was nominated for loads of awards for her part in it as well. I think the director was nominated for yeah quite a lot of awards as well. I think it's a really a really solid ghost story. I just think it's a really solid story, full stop. Um, and I think it stands up. I mean, 2001, so it's nearly 20 years old. But I think yeah, it yeah. stands... I do as well. I mean, I... I stands I, up. Yeah, I want to sit and watch it again at <clears> some point. I mean, it's set just after the war, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's just uh, it's during World War Two. Yeah, so yeah. it's just coming towards the end of uh, World War Two. yeah. Um, she's waiting. She's waiting for her, her husband. Yeah, she's waiting for her home. husband to come home if he comes home. Um. So yeah, it's it's a period piece, but, it's, but I think it stands up really well. Um, I'm going to be really cheeky, and as Terry's not here, although I tend to do that when Terry is here, <laughs> um, I'm going to sneak in two more watches. As I've had Paranormal Activity as my buy, I would say watch Paranormal Activity two and three as well. I know yeah. we touched on them briefly because we watched them. Yeah. Um. Paranormal Activity 2 um, is a prequel to number one, and that follows Katie's sister's family, Christy. And that's where they get the idea of having a camera, because yeah. Christy's husband has a, has a camera. And then you've got Paranormal Activity 3, um, which then is a prequel to number two. Yeah. And that follows Katie and Christy as kids. That's right, yeah. That's um it. And much the same that Paranormal Activity made me jump when the postman came. At the end of Paranormal Activity 2, just as the credits, and there are no opening or ending credits, the screen just goes black. A firework went off outside, the cats went fucking mental, and I, again, nearly shit myself. <laughs> I witnessed it. That's right. You knew so Paranormal did. Activity 3 was watched with all of the lights on in the house. <laughs> yeah. Takes away a little bit from the atmosphere, but yeah, yeah. It ruins the ambiance. It does a little. Or you can smell it farts. <laughs> um, Poor cats. Yeah, but most of them are from them. To be fair. <laughs> um, moving on then. So we've done the good films. We've done the films that we'd buy. We've done the films that we'd watch. Let's go on to the ones that we would throw in the bin. Yeah, I'll let you go first because you've got a film that you'd put in the bin that I disagree with. But carry on. 
Okay, all right, okay. So I only watched this today, and then I watched the second one and part of the third one. Um, I am going with Insidious. Um, I thought, since as I've gone down the paranormal activity um, films, I was trying to, trying to hunt for the first one so I could kind of, like, be up with them. Um, couldn't find them, so I went with Insidious because it was all over my screen. Um, so Insidious, uh, it's got Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, um, as parents of two boys and I think it's a little girl, is it? I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, I haven't seen it, okay. Um, when did it come out? It came out in, was it 2011? Yeah, 2010 release date. Yeah. 2010 stroke 2011. I probably haven't seen it since then. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I I only saw it earlier today, and it's already a little bit vague in my in my in my brain because I didn't really enjoy it that much. It was it was it, for me it was a little bit just full of um, just a mash of every other kind of ghosty kind of paranormal film I was in. It's almost mashed all together. I didn't find it very believable. Didn't make me jump. Didn't scare me whatsoever. Um, to the point where, as I've said, I got to the third one and I turned it off after 20 minutes because it was just boring. And I wanted to find something a little bit more entertaining, a bit enjoyable. What's it, what's it on? Uh, it's on? It was on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, so it's on Netflix, so you can get on there and watch it and check it out for yourself. Um, just didn't really, really grip me. Um, I, I didn't find... So the, the basically one of the sons is... Um, what do they call it? They call it. Uh, I've got to try and look this up because I want to get it right. That's right. They 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 said that he's basically got the ability to travel on the astral plane, so he can leave his body. Um, and basically, he's he's left. Go to the upside down. It's a little bit like that. They call it the the fervor. I think they called it. Um, so basically, he's done that, and uh, when he leaves his body, what they're saying basically is you've got all these spirits that can sense that he's left his body and are trying to get back to his body because they want to live mm-hmm. or they want to relive a life. Um, but it also, by him leaving his body, is, is basically it's been made aware to, I think it's some kind of demon that wants to possess his body um, so that he can come back. Um, so basically he's left, this demon's trying to get back into his body. The, the, the kid is in what they perceive as a coma. Um, because doctors can't work it out. But then all these thing, weird things start happening around the house, like the usual things where like, like, a, like a pot will move or a pan will fall down or there'll be a knock on the door um, or the door will be open when they left it shut, etc, etc, etc. And I think after watching, possibly because I watched it straight after watching the para- Paranormal Activity films, I think it's because I'd already seen all that kind of thing, so it kind of lessened it a little bit for me. Mm. So maybe if I'd left a gap, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but the demon character as well in it, I found a little bit like... Because you actually physically see him, mm. and I think that spoils it a little bit. It, it, I think it's better if, like... You know, there, there were, like, drawings on the kid's wall of what he looked like, and I thought that was quite clever. Or there might be like you might be able to see something in the shadow, but then you get to a point towards the towards the end of the film where you actually see him, mm. um, and I think it spoils it because he looks really fake and really it's just not very, you know, it's got the usual thing where he's got hooves and big long claws, but the big long claws are metal claws that he's made and he's sharpening them on a 
on a, on, you know, he's actually sitting there sharpening it and I'm thinking, it's just not very good. So I am going to put that as in my bin because it, I, I just didn't find it that, that believable. Okay. Um, I didn't mind it. I do actually own this film. Um, I think I've seen the second one. Mm-hmm. But I don't own it. I don't think I've seen the third well, one at all, which is why I said I'll... In a similar vein, it does exactly the same thing as Paranormal Activity, where the second one goes back, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back in time. Yeah. Um, because it's then based on all, apparently, it's, it's, it's all kind of like through the father. Yeah. So then it goes back into the father's life and what's happening with him. Um, so again, it's almost like a, a it's, it's a very much like a copycat kind of style film. Um, oh, I get them confused with those other films. Uh, let's do that really annoying podcast thing where I'm going to look something up. Um... Talk amongst yourselves. Space filler, space filler, space filler. <clears throat> Which film is it you're looking uh, at? The Conjuring. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was nice and easy, wasn't yeah. it? I get, only because they've both got Patrick Wilson in. Um, yeah. And I must confess, that's what I thought you were talking about when you said you were going to put it in the bin. I was just like, what? Because yeah. I, I don't mind Insidious or The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, the sequels, um, you know, I don't really know if I mind them or not. But yeah. I don't mind Insidious. I'm tempted to watch it again now that you've panned it. <laughs> I um, would. And to see if it would stay in my collection or if I would now bin it. Yeah. Because, you know, my tastes do change. Also, with certain films, you kind of, at the top, you know, when that film came out, I would pretty much just buy any horror to have as part of my collection. Yeah. Um, whereas now, you know, that I'm incredibly picky about what I actually buy. Yeah, of course. And I um, think I think the other thing as well is is that I, I, I've mentioned this like off pod to you already, is that there, there is uh, there's a lot of films coming out now. And a lot of it is very regurgitated kind of stuff. Mm. It's, it's very hard to be... I, I realise it's kind of very hard to be original with stuff. But I think that's going to be the thing that's going to grab me more if it's something is being more original rather than doing the same old story over and over again, you know, big house, kids possessed kind of thing. Yeah, you know. it's very samey, isn't it? Yeah. Or possessed dolls. With the exception of Chucky, who's genius. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, so my bin I found by accident. Um, and I was going to have a film... Because I... With the bin option, I I try to come up with something that I've already seen because I don't want to go out of my way to watch what I think will be a shit film. Yeah, understandable. If I see a film and it happens to be shit, fine, it can go in the bin. But generally, I've got something in the back of my mind. It's like, right, unless I see something else, that's going in the bin. I'd already had this discussion with Terry that unless I saw something shit then the film Ghost Story was going to be my bin. Now, Ghost mm-hmm. Story isn't shit okay. as such. Okay. <laughs> it's not shit at all. But I remember seeing the trailer for it, getting really excited, missed it at the cinema, bought it, and then being massively disappointed because it was just boring. Okay. Um, it's not a classic scary ghost story. Um... It's the one with Rich is looking it up now. That one there. 
Yeah, Casey, Casey Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, okay. Um, it's it's the one if you if if you haven't seen it, guys, it's got a cover of someone with like wearing a sheet, like a classic like ghost costume. Um, and it was just it just kind of like plodded on, and I guess it was arty and blah okay. blah blah. Yeah. Um, but m- I was disappointed. So that would have been my bin. However, I happened to stumble across um, on my searches. I was flicking through Netflix and yeah. I typed in the word paranormal. Okay. Um, because I wanted to watch the paranormal activity four, five and six. Yeah. And instead a film called Paranormal White Noise came up. And initially, I must confess, I clicked on it because I thought it was part of the Paranormal Activity series. Um, but no, Paranormal White Noise from 2017. Took me ages to find it on Letterboxd and IMDb because it's known as The Sound on there. Okay. Uh, right, so here we go. Um, the Sound, or Paranormal White Noise as it is on Netflix, if you so desire to watch it is Rose McGowan playing a character called Kelly who is a sceptic. And she... There you go, you found it. She's made a career of basically debunking people's ghost sightings and paranormal activities that they have experienced. So people will ring them up and say, my son... So we start the film with a guy has called her up and said, my grandson is seeing ghosts. Yeah. Um, and she turns up and she spends a bit of time there and works out what it is and it's just like ghosts aren't real and you know mugs them off a little bit I think Mm -hmm. Um, the child is obviously terrified and she just like basically talks to them like they're idiots and off she pops and she's obviously got like um, a blog or an article or something that she writes okay She's constantly tweeting. So when she's out investigating stuff, she's tweeting about it. She's got like a a big following and I guess that's her career now. Um, And anyway, after this initial debunking, she gets a tip come through that there's a haunted train station in Canada. She immediately immediately gets on a plane and goes to Canada to go and look at this train station. Um... And it's while she's there that weird things start happening. And, you you know, essentially she has a paranormal activity, uh, experience herself. Yeah. Now, the title, The Sound, comes from the fact that she either uses low frequency sound or she detect or she looks for low frequency sound to detect if spirits are there. I couldn't quite work out if she was using it or searching for it but anyway she goes down to this abandoned um subway station yeah and there's this she's got this uh she takes her laptop down there and she's recording this low frequency sound and it goes very low and apparently humans can't deal with it so low and she starts to see ghosts Mm -hmm. Or is she? Because she's already said that these low-frequency sounds cause people to hallucinate. And, yeah. you know, she's built a career on saying these people aren't seeing ghosts. Yeah. But here she is in a train station, air quotes, seeing ghosts. So, um, and the whole time she's tweeting about it. Yeah. But she can't get a phone signal to ring her husband to say, come and save me. Okay. But she can tweet. So he kind of knows what's going on because he can see her tweets. Um 
but she's trapped and anyway it's just it's not good <laughs> it's not good and I thought I'm not going to put ghost story in the bin for being a bit boring and a bit disappointed when this is just what I'd class as out and out yeah rubbish and it disappoints him because you got Rose McGowan who's not shit um what's his face is in it and I'm Christopher Lloyd there we go yeah um he's in it and you've got these decent people in it and it's just again one of these things you were saying about horror films seem to be like same old same old and they're kind of like churned out if any genre is like currently churned out it's Mm. horror films and it seems to be if anyone gets in any kind of a rut yeah they'll do a shit horror yeah to try and earn a quick buck or get out of the rut and that's kind of how i feel with this film yeah rose mcgowan and christopher lloyd what are they really doing in this film yeah it's the the lead character kelly who rose mcgowan plays i don't think is likable at all she was actually likable and she was trapped in this subway and you could sympathize with her and kind of you know and you get the backstory i won't spoil it um you know this ghost that she's seeing and you find out the backstory and what really happened and all the rest of it you might give a shit but mm. I just she wasn't very likable at all. Yeah. Um but then, it wasn't scary. Yeah. There were no decent jumps in it. I thought it was incredibly obvious what was going on. Um you know, when this skeptic and this person who doesn't believe in ghosts is talking to people uh, and it's almost as if they might as well have held a banner up saying I'm not really here, I'm a ghost. Yeah. Because as the audience it seemed so obvious to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, whereas other films you watch that have twists in them, you could go a whole hour and a half, two hours and watch a film and not know until the very end that you're watching a ghost. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I can think of one we've already talked about. But but this was just oh, I don't know, hugely disappointing. And I like I say, I watched it. I initially clicked on it because I thought it was par- part of Paranormal Activity. Saw the title, realised it wasn't, but thought I'll give it a punt anyway because those actors aren't that bad. Yeah, sometimes you can hit, um, sometimes you can pick up, you know, a decent independent film um, and it, it doesn't get a lot of publicity, but it, unfortunately it means you've got to kind of rummage through the shit to, yeah. to find that decent one. And by the looks of it, you found one because according to its Wikipedia thing, it's just, there's barely anything, any information on it whatsoever. I'd never even heard of it. Doesn't even give you a, tell you what it's about. It just, you know. If you want to read more about it, it's on IMDb as The Sound. If you want to watch it on Netflix, it's Paranormal White Noise. I don't know why it's got different titles. Some no of them idea. do. Some of them do. Um, so that's that. There we have it. Uh, I'd like to give a few notable mentions of some fun films which I watched. Okay. Which... Um, I, as we were discussing before we started recording, there's there's loads of ghost films. We could have gone down so many avenues with this, yeah. and I'm quite sure if Terry had been available, some of the texts that Terry and I were having back and forth about, are we classing this as a ghost film? Are we classing this as a ghost film? And I said to him, bring along your list, yeah, and we can discuss, are they ghost films? Just FYI, Terry, if you listen... Um, some of the ones you suggested I wouldn't have thought were ghost films, no. Um, but that's between Terry and I. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, 
maybe Terry will reveal his buy watch bin for us um, if he has one. Um, but there were a couple of films I watched which are really good fun and in no way scary. Um, Ghost Ship okay. is one, uh, which is on Amazon or Netflix. But it's really, really good fun. Lovely effects at the start where the, you know, pretty much half um, of the passengers on a ship get cut in half. Um, and their bodies just like slide to the floor. I love the um, way you say loads of fun and then describe that. No, it's it's really nice. It is a fun film. Um, and then the other one, which is like super, super fun, uh, is 13 Ghosts. Okay. Which yeah. I felt was like a national treasure of ghost films. I don't mean national treasure as in, you know, Rusty Lee's a national treasure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the film National Treasure. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm only calling Rusty Lee a national treasure because she introduced herself as a national treasure on Pointless, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Um, but 13 Ghosts is really sort of like over the top and yeah. futuristic and the ghosts are really silly. Um, yeah, and I found them both to be like really fun films. Mm. Sort of like probably PG type things, you know. Yeah, uh, so I have seen it, but it's a long time they're not they're not scary uh they're very in your face yeah very like teen horror there's no like jump scares or anything like that in them yeah yeah um but yeah they're my notable ventures because they were fun i don't own either of them so i wouldn't buy them now that i've watched them i have seen 13 ghosts before i'd never seen ghost ship i was getting confused with the film with um george clooney in it that's not about ghosts at all, but it's on a boat. Oh, okay, that was it. Perfect Storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely um, different story. Completely different film. Yeah, I don't think there's any ghosts in that one. That's the film I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but no, Ghost Ship was a right good romp. Okay. Um, Got a couple of mentions. Yeah, you just, mentioned, just, a, you mentioned yeah, a couple, couple of mentions, like films that, that could be a good watch if you haven't seen them. Um, I, I, I'm just going to mention by title if you want to, you know describe them if you can remember them so uh woman in black with daniel radcliffe yeah so i think woman in black is is a solid uh movie version of a play i've seen the play twice uh second time with terry uh scared me shitless both times <laughs> um i think it really scared me i think the film version is is very very good even though i don't massively rate daniel radcliffe yeah um he goes he works for an insurance company and he has to go to this house that's landlocked for uh when the tide's out and he keeps seeing the woman in black yes um and it's basically finding out her story it's good and And if you can see the stage show if it's still running it's it's worth worth your time and then the other one, obviously, because you mentioned a ghost story, and I was getting that confused the first time you mentioned that with ghost stories. Yeah, ghost stories is good. I've also seen the stage show of that. Oh, I have as well. Um, which is excellent. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it? And it's one of those ones where people, where people say, don't reveal the ending, don't reveal the ending. Um, and I don't know anyone that ever has. Mm. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I th- again, I thought the film version was very good. So what we're saying is go see both. Huh? Go yeah. see both. Because I know Ghost Stories is still on at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely do it. 
Any more? You got a big uh, list there? No, this is just literally a list that I found of ghost films. Other fun ghost films, of course, is Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. I mean, we we can go from like you know, there's there's kids ghost films. You Scooby Doo. Mm. Um, to you know, I mean, it's. I don't know, the, the only other one I can think of. But the one that I haven't actually seen that I want to see is The Babadook, and I've heard different opinions on that. Yeah, one. I didn't love The Babadook at all. Right, okay. So we nope. can just move on from that for I me. will scrap that one then. I'll scrap but I know other one. people that might have mentioned it if they were doing a Biowatch bin. Okay. And then, like I say, just scrolling down. So you mentioned a game. Oh, Coraline. <laughs> is that a ghost film? Well, it, it's, it, it kind of kind of does I mean they see it kind of like I suppose it's more of a horror actually I mean we we are going off someone else's list here so yeah Richard's just scrolling through some random list he's found online I mean Grudge Condra Over Her Dead Body so many so many to watch yeah and you've got all the um, haunting films like the Amityville Horror yeah um the, the Haunted, uh, The Innocence, yeah. which I watched recently and spoke about on the pod at some point. Um, Poltergeist. Yeah, the Poltergeist movies. Uh, there's, yeah, there's just, there's absolutely loads. But, I mean, I don't I don't know what Terry's Biowatch bin was. I went with what I consider classic ghosts that I like, as in ones I can't see. I didn't go for Possession or... Those kinds of ghosts, although I suppose you could argue a teensy bit in parts of paranormal activity. Yeah. There's a tiny bit of possession, yeah, but is, yeah. um, not as obvious as something like The Exorcist. Yeah. But that's just that's just the style of the movie. You mentioned The Fog. Yeah. Um, the Ring Can Fuck Off. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be watching that again, will we? No. Um yeah, the fog, so the fog, obviously the original rather than the new one. The new, the, the remake wasn't that great. Um, obviously, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis in the original, so thumbs up for that one straight away. If anyone knows me, um, but um, and the other one as well is I think I mentioned to you earlier was um, the haunted, um, and there was a remake done which wasn't particularly good. I think it's been redone three times you again you know more on that one than i will but um it's the original that I, unfortunately i've never actually got a chance to see it but it's one that i'm desperately want to see i think it was 1963 something like that but so yeah. who's in it is um, it haunted for sure uh, i need to double check that then so on my notes as well the only uh, i i wanted to mention the haunting of hill house which is Something that's been on, which yeah, is, the I, I do TV think, series, yeah. is a recent good thing that's been out. Obviously, it's based on an old story, and I think this is the based st- on the same story. Yeah, yeah. Based I was going to say this book. is the story you're talking about, and there was yeah. the shit one with uh, what's her face in it. What is her name? From oh, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Zeta Jones. I just need to make sure that we're talking about the right film. Uh, Great podcast in here. Edit, edit, edit. I can't find it at the moment. Maybe ah, it's the haunting, isn't it? That's yeah. Right. So I say you're looking for the right thing. Bloody hell! I wish Terry was here. 
the haunting, 1988. Yeah, that's the one with so Catherine Zeta Jones. The remake with Catherine Zeta Jones, Owen Wilson, um, Liam Neeson. Owen uh, Wilson, that terrifying a- uh, actor. Oh God, yeah. Um, but the original, uh, so the original was a Robert Wise film with Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, Ross Tamblin, if anyone knows those names. Um, but yeah, it's the original. It's the original film based on the book that they took the TV series from. Yeah. And the, uh, the another one that I, which I watched recently was Changeling. Have, Ter- have Terry and I done Ghosts recently? Uh, because I definitely have talked about The Innocence and The Changeling. I don't recall. On here, unless I, it was just part of our catch-up. It might have just been a catch-up. I don't recall you doing a, a ghost. Yeah, but The Changeling was all right as well. That's nice. another good ghosty one. Awesome. Um... Okay, I think we're probably done, aren't we? Yeah, I think I've got nothing more to we're add. We're probably anything. all wrapped up now we've gone through your list. Um, yeah. So thank you for being a second no, voice okay. for me to Pleasure. bounce off. Um, hopefully Terry will be able to fit me into his busy calendar One for the next hope. episode. Um, subject will be revealed as soon as we're 100% confirmed that Terry is available. Um <laughs> So I'll just try and remember the social media stuff now because Terry normally does this because I don't remember it. So you can follow Terry and I on Instagram. We are Theatrical Cut Pod. You can also find us on Facebook under Theatrical Cut. Terry has a new Instagram account, which I think is Terry Watches Movies. Rings a bell. If not, his personal one is Prefax, and I'm sure he mentions it on there. I'm Mallory underscore watches, and the mother pod is TMT OOH on everything. Terry and Dan from the mother pod recently recorded a sp- spoiler uh, pod, spoiler cast, spoiler mm-hmm. They did a podcast which spoils the new Joker film, (laughs) where they talk about it in great detail. I unfortunately was not available, um, but rest assured that I will be speaking about the Joker film in some detail on our end of year pod when we talk about our films of the year. Have you got a spare hour? Because I saw Joker twice and I don't think it's too shabby. It's pretty decent, isn't it? I think... That might be Theatrical Cut Pod's film of the year, but I might be speaking too early. But yeah, they've got a pod out about Joker that you can listen to. Um, thank you for listening. And I think that's it. Oh God, Terry's not here to do mic drop. How are He's we going to end? I don't know. How do you want to do it? Uh, I don't know. Da- what? Mic drop. Okay. It won't come out very loud. Go on. Mic Oh, we've done it wrong. Terry's not here. Um, Dan, just just end it. Just Just, end it. Just cut us off. Just end it. Or keep us talking. Do something. Terry, come back soon. Please help. All is forgiven. Ah. Mic drop.